You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Pru. Hey, Michael. Andre, it's a good night for spam. What the hell are we even talking about? Well, I've been watching your phone blow up all night. Yeah. So, we get a lot of, like, apparently there is a lawsuit out against me. I will be arrested if I do not pay my taxes because the CRA is calling me from India. I also heard that there is a... Uh, an Arab sheik who has lots of money that he wants to give you. All you have to do is press five and give all your banking details. Or we've won a holiday. Anyways, we're getting, this is what we would refer to on Jim Richard's show as a tangerine. So and we haven't even started. So uh, tonight I, uh, you made a great dinner, by the way. I don't even know what the hell the thing was called, but it was uh, really nice. Okonomiyaki. Well, it was great. And it's, uh, for those of us not familiar with Japanese cuisine, it's, Japanese street food, like it's fast food, but it's basically a pancake made with Napa cabbage, shrimp, a bit of a batter, and then you top it with a little bit of Japanese mayo, the Okono sauce, which is kind of like, what is it, like, what is it, A1? Sort of like yeah, an A1 it's an thing. A1 barbecue sauce, something like that. Yeah. But it's like, it's just satisfying. It's good yeah, food. It was good food. Yeah. So, uh, and I always like to bring a couple of bottles of wine when I, when I come, and today I thought, what the heck? Let's uh, dig deep into Ontario and not Niagara. And so I brought over two bottles of Colchester Ridge Estate Winery. Yeah, otherwise Crew. Otherwise known as Crew. Yep. One was an 07 Cabernet Franc. Yep. And the other one was a 2010 Meritage. Yes. I am a little parcel, parse, partial to the Meritage. I find it a little bit heavier, a little more robust. I find the Cab Franc to be a little thin and lacking not horrible still both drinkable but i lean more towards the meritage 2010 and i think you are fucking nuts because the 2010 is already like dried out uh pushing into that sort of old baseball mitt kind of smell and flavor and the you, 07 you have an old baseball mitt the smell 07 the 07 cabernet franc still has a lot of the primary flavors it's pushing into like fruit roll up like kind of nice and nice and jammy but nice and restrained with great acidity it's basically everything that's right about the lake Erie north shore i have no idea what you're talking about this this 2010 is just smoke it's too young that's the problem if i had given it Pass. another three years Pass. i think it would have also been just as lovely give me more that. of the 07 and a straw Right. Let's well, do that. So now that I think about it, there wasn't a reason I brought these over. I just was trying to figure out something to bring over and have a theme for our wine evening. But then it just struck me as I was looking through your Instagram posts, you have been to the Lake Erie North Shore. I have been. Recently. And it probably is a better time to go to the Lake Erie North Shore than when we went a few years back because they actually have wine. And it's uh, and it's really kind of an incredible the um, the resilience of the people who are making wine down there, the immense amount of pride with the people making wine down there because um, I love the wines from Lake Erie North Shore. I'm unapologetic in my love for Peely Island and the work that they do. Uh, but let's face it, the Lake Erie North Shore just doesn't have the cool factor that Prince Edward County has achieved over the years. I'd agree with that. Um, it doesn't even have a, sort of the cool factor that is kind of starting to reemerge in Niagara as well. Yeah, I, I think the Lake Erie North Shore lacks also a food scene, which kind of brings you know people there as well. I, I don't remember a lot of wineries that had restaurants except 
for Cooper's Hawk. Cooper's Hawk. Well, North Forty Two has a restaurant now, and it's very good. Okay. So, uh, but we'll, we'll we'll get to that. What kind of timeline? Because I got a chance to spend a day a day out there. Okay. Um, but one thing that goes without a doubt and without reservation is if you're an anaphile, if you're looking for that undiscovered country and that bargain, the wines from the Lake Erie North Shore are underpriced. And probably undervalued by the wine community at large. I liked your Star Trek reference. What Star Trek reference? The Undiscovered Country. Oh, shit. Yeah, Star Trek Six, Great movie. Yeah. Didn't even do that on purpose. Very good. Yeah. That's when... Uh, that's when um, uh, Captain Kirk has to uh, help broker the peace treaty with the Klingon Empire at Camp Kittimer. Correct. First time that, that Christopher Plummer and Shatner appear on screen since their days at, Stra- at Stratford. Also the first time you see an Asian man captain a starship as Mr. Sulu saves Captain Kirk's ass when the Excelsior shows up and beats the shit out of those Klingon birds of prey. There we go. We just, we just, just, our prime geek just came Oh, out. yeah. Hang on. Let's put the pocket protectors in. Okay. Uh, Glasses on. Okay. Um, so tell me about your trip. What'd you do? Where'd you see? What'd well, you drink? My first stop was Where'd at, you go? My first stop was at Musedre. Which is a winery oh, you and I have talked about before. I love Macedra. I still love those boys. Still have pizza? You still have pizza? Oh, they, they are the original pizza place down there for me. Michael, Michael, they've got goats. They've got a couple on the of pizza? They got a couple of pet goats on the oh, property okay. that are really cute. Uh, the vineyards look really healthy, but it's sort of like, it's reminiscent of when I went to California in a drought year where you see these clusters of Zinfandel that are supposed to be these beautiful, like, you know, you picture them. If, if you're not inclined to wine, but you picture like what a cluster of grapes looks like in a grocery store, but in a tough year, in a year where there's not a lot of water, actually, sorry, I shouldn't say tough year, but in a year where there's not a lot of water, you get the clusters that are loose, where like each berry is kind of sticking out of the cluster on a branch, which is not necessarily a bad thing. You get uh, less concern about mold and mildew building up in the clusters, mm. and the fruit's just really like tiny little concentrated berries, so... If things keep holding out, we should have a really great year for the uh, Lake Erie North Shore. And at Musedre, I got a chance to taste their 2016 Cabernet Franc. Yeah, be a bit of a great year, 2016, obviously. Good uh, year in Niagara, yep. so great year out there. Uh, which you're selling for 19 bucks a bottle, which oh. is kind of a... It's a little bit lighter. It's not like the full-bodied, you know... Uh, I think Musedre is one of the wineries that are building their wines for ageability even more than most of the people down in the Lake Erie North Shore. I always found that. Uh, but this is something that's it's, it's affable, it's approachable, it's drinkable now. Just really, really good. Um, the people at the winery, and I'm sure this person is going to appreciate this, but would not shut up about Conrad Edgebick's piece and Quench about Syrah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Musedre has their 2012 Syrah coming in at 40 bucks a bottle, which... I know when we're thinking about Syrah from Ontario, we're thinking a little bit cooler climate, a little bit more restrained fruit, a little bit meatier, a little bit smokier, a lot mm. of spice. But this had, man, like a lot of black fruit, a little bit of licorice to it, layered over that smoke and that meatiness. This was stunning, the capital S. I, I'm a big fan of uh, Ontario Syrah. I'm a big fan of British Columbia Syrah. Uh, I'm finding Syrah is finding a home in Canada, and yep. I don't think I would say a decade ago people would go on. Oh yeah, Syrah, Ontario, Quebec, Quebec, BC. You know, 
would have even thinking Syrah would be a, would be something Canadian. Well, it's the thing about Syrah, um, Merlot when it's underripe, undrinkable. Cabernet Sauvignon when it's underripe, undrinkable. But there's different layers of phenolic ripeness with Syrah. Where when you get it earlier in the season in a challenging year like 2017, it'll still taste good. Yep. And the Syrah that I've been tasting from 2017, granted not finished, but like barrel samples are tasting pretty good. A little bit smokier. A little bit more meaty, a little bit less fruit than you would get in a hot summer, but the climate is very good for ripening Syrah. Yeah, I think I, we're, I think never thought luck. I would say that. We're having some luck with it. I hope that continues. All right, next, uh, Cooper's Hawk. I do like. I do remember us going there, and um, we had that wonderful barbecue lunch. Yep, and they're still I'm a sucker for barbecue. Matt, they're still delivering great things from that kitchen, and it's one of the things that I love. Where, um. The food is on a very high level. I wouldn't say it's like Toronto fine dining or even some of the fine dining that we're seeing coming out of Prince Edward County. But I like it when you can kind of get that that cross between young, enthusiastic chefs and kind of that unpolished, home-cooked feel. Uh, We had buttermilk fried chicken. We had a really great calamari at lunch. Uh, We had a really great Caesar salad. So kind of like standards you would expect on a menu at you know a really really good pub but a step above from that um i I said this to tom and i'll I'll say this again cooper's hawk really is the cornerstone for what the the premium wine scene is going to look like in the lake erie north shore and he really is leading the way not just with the restaurant on site but also with the wines um two highlights cooper's hawk quick uh late harvest Chardonnay Musquet. Late Harvest? $12.95. Late Harvest Chardonnay Musquet? That's got to yeah. be sweet, right? Yeah, it's, but balanced. Nice acidity to it. Not an ice wine. But the fact that this wine is $12.95, I tasted it. And like I have a few recipes. I've got, I've got some recipes I do with fish where they call for a bit of ice wine, like uh, fish and um, ice cream wine? sauce and ice wine and saffron. Uh, it just works really well. And you know how with late harvest, I think the kryptonite for late harvest is the fact that you will sometimes get a bit of a bitter note on the finish, where with ice wine you get just a clean finish and that cloying sweetness. Mm-hmm. This had a very clean and beautiful finish with nice acidity that kept the acidity or kept the uh, sugars from being too cloying. So that's your number one white. What's your number one red? Uh, 2016 Cabernet Franc Reserve. They always do good Cabernet Franc. And the reserve line is always good. And like a great cocoa note blent with very ripe fruit. I know you told me to pick two, but I'm going to throw a third one in there real All quick. Right. All right. I'll let uh, you do it. So 2016 Capron Reserve is what you should buy. But the one that you need to visit and just uh, worship is the 2015 Meritage Reserve. This is the wine that should not be because this was after that cold winter. The yeah. vineyards were not supposed to be producing fruit. They pulled the secondary shoots up after things thawed out because the vines were under snow cover. And they managed to pull fruit out of it. And they made a very small quantity of 2015 Meritage Reserve. Very, very high quality wine. Beautiful ageability. Nice depth. Cocoa spice. Everything that it should be. And might be one of the only 2015 reds that you find from the Lake Erie North Shore. Oh. All right. Look at you coming out with something. So, you've gone to these two. Obviously, it's time to look at something else. Uh, I walked around the uh, Vintage Tasting, which is an annual event that takes yeah, place down there. I remember doing those a few years back. Yeah, beautiful event yeah. Uh, in a tent. It was at Vivace Winery, which is a new winery opening up down at the Lake Erie North Shore. I was going to say Vivace, I'd never heard of. Yeah, brand new. Uh, um, walk around tasting. I'll be writing about it on underwinereview.ca, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about every table, but I do need to talk about crew. 
the wines that we're, we're, tasting, we're tasting right now. The older stuff now. What's the new stuff like? Uh, absolutely show-stopping in terms of value. Like we're not talking about wines that need to spend years and years and years in a cellar to be outstanding, but the barrels Chardonnay, beautiful balance, pushing into like California sensibilities, pineapple, coconut oil, uh, butteriness, but beautiful balance with it. A Sauvignon Blanc, and I'm gonna. We'll come back to my Sauvignon Blanc thought in a moment here. I'll write it down. Uh, but also Meritage, which I know you and I have both written about on our respective websites. Uh, it's coming through Vintages. Oh. It's a 2016 Meritage from Crew that we both really liked. Yes, that was really good, actually. Uh, not, not I wouldn't say sophisticated, but... Easy I'd, drinking. But I'm, I, I don't say unsophisticated in a bad way. I'm not being pejorative. Like, it's unsophisticated in the way that you know what? You could probably take a few bottles, put it in your cellar, forget about it for three to five years, and it'll be interesting to evolve it. But drink it now. No, it's yeah, beautiful right that. now. I remember thinking to myself, you know what? I, I could lie it down. I could watch it become a little dried out uh, over a long period of time, or I could drink it now and really enjoy it. Yeah. Now, you wanted to say something about Sauvignon Blanc. You want to come back to it? No, let, let me throw the gauntlet down right now, because I had a chance to taste Sauvignon Blanc from Crew, Sauvignon Blanc from... North 42, which we're going to get to in a second. Looking through his notes, folks. And I just got to pull one here. Andre's pulling it. Uh, Nope, that's it. Those two wineries. But the thing that's interesting about Sauvignon Blanc from the Lake Erie North Shore is it is another one that's pushing up on California sensibilities with with ripeness. Uh, We have some people in Niagara. We do get a little bit of those grassy notes, that, um, that gooseberry, that kind of red pepper jelly. You know... I wouldn't full-on say people are trying to emulate New Zealand, but we get some of those New Zealand kind of characteristics that work their way into Niagara, Sauvignon Blanc from time to time, where the extra heat that they get in the summer from the Lake Erie North Shore pushes it right into California. So more tropical, a little bit more pineapple, a little bit very ripe peach. Uh, no pyrazines whatsoever in these wines. I would like to issue a challenge to the wineries of Lake Erie North Shore for one of you to deliver me a Fumé Blanc. Toss it in a barrel. Toss it in a brand new barrel. Don't Don't kill it. Like three months, just something to give a little bit to it, and uh, let's see what this stuff tastes like. Andre has thrown down the gauntlet, ladies and gentlemen. Andre is issuing the challenge for a Fumé Blanc from the Lake Erie North Shore. I will call it the Andre will drink the shit out of this wine challenge. And uh, everybody with a little golf golf clap. That All was right. much more polite than a Conservative Party of Ontario clap, but. Uh, uh, That's another story. We, I digest. We, we all know your, we all know your feelings after the beer podcast. Yeah, yeah. So, do you want to say uh, anything about any of the other wineries, or uh, you know what? I had a chance to stop by Sprucewood Shores, yep. and I, I'm going to be talking about them on, on my website. But there's a lot of stuff there where there's still uh, it's a mix of fruit from elsewhere. Not a lot of VQA Lake Erie North Shore happening at Sprucewood Shores, but I, I'm. I still need to find out whether or not there's some blending going on, which is something I can definitely tip my hat to if they're blending local fruit with Niagara fruit just to create an assemblage, which is almost, I mean, there's no other way to label the wines, but like it could be something we discuss about whether or not the VQA Ontario VQA designation is something that should be frowned upon or looked down upon. But I, I, I think that being the hardened snobs that we are when we see a VQA Lake Erie North Shore or a VQA 20 Mile Bench, there's a little bit of prestige of recognizing that a wine comes from a specific site. True. Uh, I meant to ask you, and uh, I'm sure you didn't look it up. I know you didn't go to look it up. 
But uh, I knew uh, Bernie Gorski used to be the winemaker at uh, Crew. Yes. You said there was a new winemaker. Do you remember who that winemaker is? I'll give you five seconds. Ryan Oldridge. I'm so proud of you. I feel awful because I'm terrible with names, but uh, my tasting with Ryan and Michelle Turnbull at the uh, vintage tasting was very memorable. Ryan, make me a Fumé Blanc, please. Okay, so that's Ryan's job. So let's end it with... uh, (laughs) Uh, let's end it with North 42. Yeah. Um, when we went down and did our podcast on Peely Island uh, in the, uh, I guess we would say the foundation years of this podcast, yep. uh, we both really enjoyed the Gewürztraminer that was given to us that we tasted on the island. Yep. I think you enjoyed it, right? Yeah, we both enjoyed uh, it. You know what? Somebody asked me the other day, they go, what do you think of Gewürztraminer? And I'm like, I don't know. I think I've grown out of Gewürztraminer. I don't know. Is it a grape you come back to? I, I know Riesling is one of those grapes that you keep coming back to year, you know, Man, I, every I, few years. I do have a theory that it's the spicy cuisine thing because I find that most spicy food, and I like my food really spicy sometimes. Like, I, I don't want it to decimate my palate, but let's face it, opening up one of these crew uh, francs or meritages next to, you know, a jerk pork that I made last night with a half dozen scotch bonnets in it would just not work there's something about an off-dry gewurztraminer that is still balanced with some acidity that can plow through that spice and just leave your mouth happy and you don't do a lot of spicy food no. you just it just it doesn't agree with you no which is what i mean which is fair but like like for me wine in this house is often with food and gewurztraminer to me is a food wine it's not something i'm often just chugging on on its own so north so, 42, north 42. <laughs> um <laughs> North he just, 40, North he just got so totally enthralled with spicy food that he well, totally forgot where he was. Well, I just thought of Gewürztraminer. Just, I need to be come around. Uh, North 42 needs to be commended in general for their Alsatian whites. Uh, they had Reserve Riesling, 2016 Reserve Riesling. That was outstanding. Uh, 2016 Sauvignon Blanc, which, like I said, was pushing up on California sensibilities, but I thought might do well with a little bit of oak, something to help round it out, maybe a little bit of mallow to it. Uh, 2016 Riesling, 2016 Gewürztraminer. Um, 2017, they call it sweet Riesling, but it's just off dry, but still beautifully balanced. Um, really, I was just impressed with North 42 in general, and I'm really looking forward to tasting their wines more and hopefully seeing some of them work their way up the highway to the vintages section or maybe into some restaurants in the city. So that's your, your little take on uh, what's going on on Lake Erie North Shore. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to going back. Um, Maybe time to reach out to our buddy Daryl and uh, see if we can line up a trip to the island because that was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And I that's think it'd be few, worth It's been the, a few years. Yeah, it has and, been a few years. And the, and the problem that we had when we went was was those bad winters. So the wines were were not plentiful to say the least so and there's now, some really cool shit going on down there like i said the restaurant at north 42 the restaurant at cooper's hawk the wines um i think i am going to wait to open up i, I nicked a bottle of the the late harvest musquet from um from cooper's hawk and i know we don't do a lot of sweet wines together but i think this is one worth tasting together and, and i'll open a ruby port because i heard you do not like ruby port oh god this sounds like another awful podcast idea. Ooh, i'm looking so forward to that so subscribe to this sweet podcast. Wine podcast you can subscribe to this podcast on itunes leave a comment leave a review we love hearing what you think about it um hats off to epic wineries the vintage chasing double hats off to my friend melissa schultz who's the program director at cklw 
who is the only wine tasting buddy I've taken out for a first time who spit wine out and thus did not end up hammered. We had a very good time at the vintage tasting and had a chance to taste a lot of the great wines from Lake Erie North Shore, and I am looking forward to going back. I am so glad, Andre, that you found a woman who spits. I'm Michael Pingus from MichaelPingusWineReview.com, and he is... Hashtag me too, Andre Prue from AndreWineReview.ca. And uh, Michael, would you like to uh, say anything before we wrap this up? I'm sorry, and good night. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes.